Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're talking... Llamas. Llamas, guys. Do you like them? I'm indifferent about llamas. Again, this is another animal. I'm just... It's fine. <laughs> I think they're all right. I haven't gotten to spend much time with them. I think something I always thought about is how the word llama looks like a llama. You got the two L's up at the front and everything else is X height. Yeah. It's just a half height letter. There's two tall letters, like that big thick llama neck. Is it pronounced llama or is it pronounced llama? You know, in Spanish speaking countries, they pronounce it llama. Okay. And it's called a llama in What's... many other places, but it's called llama in English. So I'm indifferent about llamas, like, but maybe I will find out something exciting about them because I was indifferent about the axolotls also. Do these guys regenerate? Would I be able to make two llamas with an exacto knife? I think you would be able to make two llamas if you had two llamas in about 14 months. Okay. Oh, do they cook for a long time? I don't know. I just want to give them time to relax. I think <laughs> right, they no pressure. They deserve some time off. Right, right. They don't have litters like a dog. I don't know. I have no idea. It'd be cool if they did. What if cows had litters? What if... Uh, llama just had a single baby, but it came out head first, but very slowly. So it was like a periscope. <laughs> you got like that a, long neck. Like a kangaroo just lives in there. <laughs> kind of like a halfway house. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I don't think that's what happens. So Natalie. What? You know better than me. What is a llama? A llama is a domesticated South American camelid, widely used as a meat and pack animal by Andean cultures since pre-Columbian times. So it's just native to, to what, Peru, Chile? South America, says Andean cultures, the Andes, so anywhere yeah. on those mountain ranges, I guess. West coast of South America, so you said a camelid? Yeah, a camelid, so that's like an animal that's like a camel. I, I don't know if... I would consider a llama to be like a camel. Camels are totally a different vibe. Well, if it says it's a camelid, that means it's related to it, right? Right. What else is a camelid? Dromedary camels, Bactrian camels, wild Bactrian camels, llamas, alpacas, vicuñas, and wanakos. Oh, shit. So what's the difference between a llama and an alpaca then? So, alpacas are smaller than llamas, but they can fuck. And they are both believed to have been domesticated from vicuñas and guanacos. Okay. Okay. So those guys were like the ancient, like the, uh, you know how the cows all came from like those oxnards or whatever they came from? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Cows all came from those wild boys like zebus or whatever. And those cats came from the other cats. That the were... cats came from the African wild cat that yeah. looks like a fucking serval with a house cat head. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, but really, we all came from uh, some guy who lived in the water. Everything on Earth except people just kind of came from a rougher looking version of itself. And we kind of came out of nowhere. Hmm. <laughs> I have my own beliefs about that. I have my own beliefs about that. But I would believe that there were some vicuñas hopping around South America. I know they're camels. But to me, a llama has kind of a goat vibe. It seems like it would be happy. It seems like it would be happy in the mountains just walking up a hill. It seems like no sweat. It would just go up the hill. And I kind of feel like... There might be a bunch of predators down on that flat land that can run faster, but they can just keep climbing. Just keep climbing. Climb the pain away. 
Well, you said it could have a goat-like vibe, and then you you follow that up by saying they just seem happy. It, when you said that, I was like, oh, goat vibe, like they're assholes. <laughs> you think goats are assholes? Goats are assholes? Yeah. I mean, I must be projecting then if they're not nice guys. I feel like, so I just saw today, actually, there's not much that gives me a feeling of missing out because I don't care about basically anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this legitimately gave me a feeling of missing out, which the kids call FOMO. Right. Sounds a little bit like a slur, but let's move on. Also sounds like POMO, which is not the same. It, yeah, it's nothing. I feel there's something artificial about this. But I saw that there was a group and they went down to the fucking library and you didn't even have to go in. They just did it on the grass next to the library. They brought a bunch of goats and they did yoga out on the lawn and the whole time they let the goats climb on you. I've never had a goat climb on me. I'll climb on you. I'm not a goat though. Not yet. Maybe next time. We could time it just right so you could do yoga and I could be your goat. Yeah, you know, no rush because I don't even know yoga yet. But it's just I feel like if I had showed up there and I kind of because see, I immediately started thinking like, OK, if this comes back again, because I don't know yoga, I think what I would do is I would go and I would be like, hey, can I participate? You know, where you do your two fingers and you put them together like, please. <laughs> Right. <laughs> hey, uh, can I participate? I haven't done yoga in a long time. They'd be like, everyone is welcome. Because that's the whole thing. Right. There's no world I could imagine where you show up to like a restorative yoga with animals. And you're like, so I haven't done yoga in a long time. And somebody's like, yeah, actually, you better fuck off. <laughs> you're not good enough to get this goat yoga. I have a feeling that goat yoga isn't really yoga. I feel like oh, if no. you're actually doing yoga poses and you have a goat jump on you, it probably would be bad for you. No, it's, I don't think it's yoga at all. And that's also why I was interested. And don't goats have little hoofs? They do. And they're like, not soft hooves. So they just poke you with their little hoofs and stuff while you're trying to like get zen in your yoga shit. That doesn't seem like it would work out for me. They had little harnesses on, you know, like bulldogs have to wear harnesses. They had little harnesses. So I guess they could put the goats on a leash. Right. But I mean, people are there to get climbed on by goats. If you didn't want a goat near you, you'd go to regular yoga class. Anyway, I missed it. <laughs> Well, you need to pay attention to what... I just, I can't be everywhere at all times. I can't. One of my biggest problems I have with keeping up is I don't care what anybody's doing ever. So it never crossed my mind that there would be something good that happened because it's so rare. Right, right. And also, it's just like at the library, like in the grass. That's not where you expect to... Not around here anyway. That's not where you expect good things to happen. Usually in the library, by the grass, is like a kid's toy that they will never find again. Yeah, I was going to say old baby shoe that is all wet yeah there's a sequel for you if you're listening <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> old wet baby shoe <laughs> so where do you think llamas came from what time scale yeah uh-huh. how old what, do you think they are what what time like the whole story or just the first llama the ancestors of llamas where did they originate when did they originate? Oh, at least two, three hundred years ago. Forty million years ago. Okay, okay. That's good. 
That's good. They've been here a long-ass time. Right. So they were from the Great Plains of North America, and they migrated to South America about three million years ago. Really? Uh-huh. So they were in fucking Kansas? Uh-huh. And then by the last Ice Age, they were no longer in North America at all. They just uh. all left. It's time for the llamas to migrate south. <laughs> right, right. As of 2007, there are 7 million llamas and alpacas in South America. So that's not even that many of them. They're not that common, I guess. There's something like 200 million people in Brazil right now. So there's not... Not even like one llama per guy. No, absolutely not. No. So... I mean, 7 million. I mean, when you talk about animals, like this is the population of animals, you usually expect it to be way high. Right. 7 million is not a lot. Like there's way more cows than that. I never heard of anybody eating them. I bet you could. I never heard of anybody eating them. And I feel like, uh, you know, I'm sure that there are some that are wild and I'm sure that people still use them as like working animals, but they make stuff out of their hair. Right. Well, I mean, the definition in the beginning said that they eat them. They're meat animals. They're definitely meat animals. I feel like... You know, I'm sure they're around, but I kind of feel like if you were a tourist in Peru, they'd make sure they had one out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they'd have a little hat on them. They'd get their show llama out. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've only been to two other countries, and one of the countries I went to, as soon as I crossed the border, they put a big hat on a donkey. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's our experience with... Canada. Yeah, right. <laughs> They dressed him up like one of those Canadian cops. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about how big a llama is. I, I don't know. I feel like I've for sure seen a llama, but it's just when you go to a situation where there's a llama, like even if it's a petting area at the fair, I feel like I've encountered a llama at the fair and I feel like it was roughly as tall as me, but I don't know if that's a tall llama or average or what. Uh, Full grown llama is between five foot seven and five foot eleven. So that's how tall you are. It's exactly as tall as me. And they are between two hundred and eighty seven and six hundred pounds. So they are like a husky fella. I am surprised. Well, because you have just your front part and yeah. your like just, legs. Just and... my front part. <laughs> you just got the front part of the llama. You got the head yeah. and the neck and the legs. Like yeah. there's a whole other guy behind there like bent over with like the body and the legs, right? Most of the llama is the second guy. You're right. <laughs> so the... like if you were a llama, it'd be like two of you and yeah. then one of you was bent over and it was your head and your butt. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is getting into that territory where we're talking about if you clone me again. That's... Right. I'm just telling you, that's how that's how a llama weighs so much compared to you. If there were two of you, would you get an llama costume and one of you would be bent over and hugging your other waist and to get in the llama costume? And would you be the front part or the back part? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So they're they're an interesting size. They're like a man, man sized. Double man. Double man sized. Double man. Llama, the double man of South America. <laughs> but it's like a regular little little guy, regular man. Like not a not a tall guy or big not like Shaq. Like a average man. Five foot seven to five foot eleven. That's the perfect size for a man or a llama. <laughs> right, right. And you said that's a llama, not an alpaca. 
Yeah, that's a llama, baby. And so an alpaca is smaller. Uh, yes, but um, my alpaca notes must be farther along in the note. There's probably littler than that, though. A baby llama is little 20-pound baby, which is also like two of you as a baby. Mm-hmm. Because you were, llamas are always two Andes. That's why that's they're from the Andes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the fuck? We're really getting to the bottom of llamas today. I didn't know I had such a connection. I feel like the numbers are lining up. I feel mm-hmm. like there's, I feel like there's some Kabbalah happening with all the numbers. Right. Like, yeah, you find out another guy with your name is exactly as old as you are. Like, aren't you compelled to find out more about him? Yes, right. you it, would be. Only the most incurious American in the world. Is he would. also a Libra? Or do you think that llamas are Libras? I think. I think 8% of llamas are Libras. When are, when are llamas usually born? Let's ask. Can I find out? When is llama breeding season? November to May. That's like kind of near your birthday. And then when are they usually born? How long is their gestation? How long is a llama gestation? A whole year? That is unreasonable. A year? That's longer than me. Yeah. That's more that's more than you gestated. I was in there for like no, I mean when I was I was in there for like 10 months. Well, there's only one of you and when they do a llama, they do two of them. They do two Andes. <laughs> Really, if you think about it in that way, it's incredible. They pop one out in only 350 can, days. Can I look at a baby llama? You're, you're going to have to ask the computer. I just want to see. I mean, I would say yes. They call it Kriya. That's what they're called. Um, I want a teeny baby. little. I think the thing with the llamas is they have that little poof of hair above. They have that little curly poof of hair. Uh-huh. And it looks like they're saying bussin' and no cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's bussin'. <laughs> what does that mean? Could you could you tell me what bussin' means? I've I've heard the kids say it. Does that have to do with like this? Had like nasty? Does that have to do with like sex stuff? I I assume that's what it has to do with. I I really ultimately it's meaningless. Right. I I mean you could look it up and see what this what out. the slang term bussin' what is. What does bussin' mean? Delicious food. Bussin' means delicious food. Really. <laughs> I don't think so. Where's Urban Dictionary? It's so fucking good. It's bussin'. It's really, it means when it tastes good, I think they're just, okay, okay. This is a catch-all word used to describe something that's really good, comma, pleasant, comma, cool, comma, etc. It could be used to describe a car, a hotel, or food, or an ass. Okay. I I don't know. It's, it's mean, an, it, it seems like it should be something nastier than that. Well, they used to say bustin', and that is sex. But I guess it has been watered down and diluted. See, all words ultimately either mean good or bad. It's like, you remember before hipster came into common use, it had a very specific meaning. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that, that very clearly changed through the course of my lifetime. When we were, uh, when we were teenagers and young adults, the word hipster meant a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. It described a very specific type of person and you could describe aspects of a person like their fashion sense or their musical selections or the way they acted exclusive about certain things. You could say they they were hipster in one way or another. And eventually that just got watered down to mean bad. And right. then it's fallen out of use after it got watered down because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Now. So in this way, specific 
terms come to mean something very generic, like the word awesome, which originally meant something that was at the edge of, of belief. Right. Awe-inspiring. Awe-inspiring. And now it means anything. Good, cool. It means good or it means bad. You say, uh, you know, hey, I just got back from the car dealership. They said that it's not just the Freon. There's something wrong with the compressor and they have to order a part. It's going to be there a week and a half. And I would say awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, a baby llama weighs between 20 and 31 pounds. And a llama will live between 15 and 25 years. That's not bad. I wonder if that's in the wild or... I don't... I think a llama would have to be extremely secretive to not have somebody come along and be like, what's your nombre? <laughs> what's your nombre, llama? What, what, what would your llama's name be? <laughs> Can't believe you didn't come to this episode ready with your llama name. I would probably want to call him a regular guy's name, but I probably want it to be in Spanish. Oh, yeah. I'd probably just call him like Tomas or something. Jorge. Jorge. Jorge is one of my favorite Spanish names. Is there any um, Spanish names that start with the double L for, for, for a guy? I would give my llama a guy's name probably. But I would want it to be like a double L name. Maybe I'd yeah, I, the only double L name I can think of is Lloyd. But Yoid. you could call him Yoid. <laughs> I would call him Yoid. That, that's go. perfect. Done and done. <laughs> Name that llama. <laughs> this has been Name That Llama. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd either be named Yoid or Andy. Because it's just like, remember my mom named the dog after you? Yeah, listen. <laughs> if you've got a better name for a llama, shout out in Discord. If you're not a member of Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. You can play Name That Llama. Name it. Try to beat Yoid. I don't think you can do it. It may be. You, you won't know unless you try. Right. But I'm going to tell you, you can't. <laughs> Did you know that llamas like to lay down when they fuck? Really? Romantic. They call it the cush position. Whoa. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And most animals don't do that. Some big cats will do that. But basically no other animals yeah. do that. I think frogs will do. Frogs... Frogs Frogs freak however they can get it. Frogs are total freak style. Sometimes they face away from each other and back up. That's dope. <laughs> so the other story about the llama is that its intestine is very long and it makes it so it doesn't have to have that much water. And oh, that's I... when the camel parts come in, right? Okay. So it's got a really long intestine, so it just sucks all the water out of the uh -huh. crap. So it's just basically crap and dry sand by the like time it's it gets out. puffing dust. What does the llama's poop look like? I got, I'm sorry. I just got to find out. I bet you it looks like rabbit poop, if I had to guess. No odor. That's, what it's, that's the headline. No odor. Rabbit poop. 100%. I told you. Look at him go. Poop. It looks like rabbit poop, and it has no odor. That is just so polite. Yeah. That is really polite, because pooping is one of the worst things any animal can do. I wish I could do, like, rabbit poops that didn't smell like anything. And just get all the water back out, <laughs> and just take anything in there that stinks, and just break it down and just reuse it, right? Right, right. We need that stink, baby. Don't waste There's anything. No there's nothing you're gonna eat that's not gonna have stuff in it you need unless you're eating a lot of mercury-laden tuna or something. That's me. I eat tons of mercury-laden yeah. tuna. You're like half mercury. <laughs> that's kind of cool though. You ever seen mercury? 
very shiny. You gotta, we gotta watch the Cody's lab on Mercury. He's a Mercury freak. Does he have it? He does. He does everything with the Mercury. He he's very foolhardy with the Mercury. I admire Cody because he has a <laughs> a, a level of adventurousness that safety usually precludes. Right. He will do stuff and get in and splash around in it and then later be like, uh, hey guys, or sometimes he'll take a little huff of xenon he'll be like, hey guys. He seemed kind of scared when he huffed that xenon. I gotta be real with you. It was a little dark, like, watching that one. I had to rewatch it because we talked about it on a recent episode and we pulled it up and it was a little dark. He huffed that xenon and he was, like, trying to keep his cool, but you could tell he was scared. Yeah. <laughs> He started blacking out. Right, right. He thought that he was going to die on YouTube. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm going to die. I'm not going to get the ad revenues for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so llamas are also curious and like to go up to people and be like, what's up? Really? Like, allegedly. Don't they spit too? See, I, I don't know. Uh, camels will spit, but I feel like I've heard that camels, they really don't do that unless you're like, really bothering them uh-huh. but then also people are always like riding around on camels and making camels lug shit around they make camels walk through the desert so i don't know right i don't know i feel like if you're making an animal do stuff and you're not just letting the animal live its life like it might spit at you sure i mean wouldn't you i'm not a big spitter if i was kept captive and expected to be a llama all the time for people then i might start spitting at people too yeah, I hope you come back as a goat and have a better time. I don't want to be a goat. I would like to be a tree. Being a tree would be cool. Um, like Being a bird would be very cool. Like, can you imagine if you could fly around? That'd be great. I think it'd be too much. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> I think it'd be time. too much. I feel like the hedonic treadmill would just be like, after that first time where you fall out of the nest and you're like, flap, 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 and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, okay. Okay, I'm still here. Okay, well, I guess I can fly now. <laughs> I feel like after you do it four or five times, kind of like, get this, you know, you're just going around. And then after that, it's like, uh, you, you think this is special, I'm just going to go sit on that wire. Right, right. I mean, I would be a good crow, I think. You can make the sound. I can make the sound really good. I, you know, I can hang out in a dumpster. That would be all right. I mean, I don't necessarily want to come back as a person. So that's about it. People are the ones, we're the suckers. See, I think that it's likely that, you know, whatever you got going on that's outside of the physical world is probably gonna persist or come back in some way. But I don't think that there's any value assigned to it. I mean, it's nice to think about that you can rack up points, but I just think humans are pitched toward gamification. Sure, I don't care about points. I just don't want to have to pay rent forever. I don't want to have to keep on paying for groceries. I want to go outside and just eat some shit off of a tree and be like, ha I'm done. <laughs> I just think that the catch with that is that almost all animals spend all their time eating. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess... What if you could just spend all of your time eating constantly and then just like running around outside and like fucking in the grass? That was it. In the wintertime, you go into your tree filled with your own hair and just sleep it off, baby. If there's one thing I honestly like to do, it's sleep it off. Right. Nothing is better than just coming to the end of your day and being like, that's it, buddy. (laughs) Time to tuck it in. Good night. You just shut her down. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and you're like, slept it off, motherfucker. Right. It's a new day. It's a new me. <laughs> 
So you think those llamas, do they make nests? Is that what you're implying? They put, they make a nest? I was thinking about squirrels, but maybe llamas do too. I don't know. Llama nest? Look up in a tree? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have llamas that go to nursing homes as therapy animals. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like there's a, there's a deer. Right. No. <laughs> They go in and people pet them and they're like, oh, my horrible pain is like not as noticeable when I'm touching this llama. I think if you're in a if you're in a managed care facility, I think having the animals get taken around is like there's got to be a highlight. Right. Because they've had events here in the neighborhood so many times and I really actively do not want to go to these fucking events. It's just people selling stuff and it's just like they have booths where kids will make a mess right right but then they'll have a bunch of cages set up and i'm like oh shit i think they got the animals here and you always gotta go see the animals sometimes they have a giant turkey right right i mean honestly this is something that i think nobody ever notices is it's always so nice when you're just out somewhere and there's like a bunch of farm animals set up, right? right? That's why you go to the state fair. There's rabbits and chickens. You could see all these animals. You talk to the animals, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm not saying I expect them to talk back, but you go and you talk to the animals. It's really pleasant. Right. So why is it then that we do this and we have this experience and we like the animals and we're like, wow, this is making a connection with something else that lives in the world that is not just literally a physical barrier to keep me away from my world I should live in. Why is it that we go immediately home? We're like, Phew, enough of that bullshit that makes me feel good. <laughs> Well, I mean, people make choices about what they prioritize when they are not mature enough to really be making those choices. And the bad choice I made as a young person was that it's so cool in this city and all the stuff in the city is so cool. I definitely want to move and I want to live a city life. That was my big mistake, mistake that I made. You think so? Uh -huh. I confused there being stuff to do in the city with there being a higher quality of life in the city. But like being distracted does not give you a higher quality of life. Mm, lots of people have made that mistake. Mm -hmm, right, right. I feel like it sometimes takes you a long time to pick up on the fact that, hey, I really, you know, wow, this is a change. If I go out somewhere that is just trees and stuff and there's nothing to do, somehow it's still okay. That there's nothing to do and there's nothing to look at here. There's nothing. It's just the world that exists. And you're in the world and you walk around and there is nothing happening. There's nobody barfing and shitting on the street. There's nobody selling anything. You can't buy stuff. You know, maybe you see some other people. One time I was out in the woods and I came up kind of crested a hill. And just as we crested a hill, I frightened a woodchuck. And he tried to run away and he slipped. <laughs> he log rolled down the hill for like 50 feet. It was like 30 seconds worth of log roll. And it was in like November. So it was like whoosh, 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 and all the leaves. Whoosh, 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 right, whoosh, right. All the way down to the hill. And then he finally got to his feet and he like ran like along the fucking creek. 
That doesn't happen in the downtown of the city. That was a very nice thing that happened to me. And the woodchuck was unharmed. He's right, fine. Right. He's fluffy and chubby, man. Nothing happened to him. He was probably like, damn, I really flubbed that and I still got away. Woodchuck won that guy zero. Right, right. <laughs> Feel like when you have that experience or you go to the fair or you go to the petting zoo and you could touch an animal and you're like, I really like this. This is fulfilling in a weird way. How come I like this? And there's not even a television on. Right. I guess I won't think about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just continue living my life and wondering why I feel so empty. And when I get those little glimpses of happiness, just don't think about it. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it. So llamas spit at people. Do they? Did you work out if llamas do spit at people or if that's just theoretically something they can do? They do it as a pecking order thing. And so they will spit at other llamas as a way to discipline the lower ranked llamas who are doing a bad job. Okay. And okay. so if you're being a jerk to a llama, he'll be like... Psh! Give you a hawker right in the old melon, right? Okay, okay, great. And the thing is with llamas' social rank is that it is never static. And so the llamas are always volleying for social rank. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I'm having a low-rank day. I need to make sure I, like, get Curry some favor and, like, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Seems, like, very dramatic. And so... They will spit at each other and stuff. They will also fight for dominance. They will ram each other and, like, body check each other and neck wrestle and knock each other over. Okay. All right. And so that is the deal with it. Also, you can tell how mad a llama is by what is in the spit. <laughs> they make different spit? Yeah, they make different spit depending on how mad they are. So if the llama is like super mad, then they will spit from way far back in their stomach situation instead of doing it from like a more superficial stomach area. <laughs> so first of all, I didn't know that when animals spit, they can call it up out of their stomach. That's that's more like they're barfing on you. It's a lot more like they're barfing on mm -hmm. you. And if they can get something out of like their second or third stomach. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a lot more aggressive than I just thought it was like a hawk to kind right. of situation. They also, the males will make a gargling noise when they are trying to get it on. And they will make the gargling noise the whole time they are aroused. And they will keep on gargling <laughs> the whole time they are doing it. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's how they do. <laughs> we mentioned before that you can make yarn and stuff from llama hair. Their undercoat is used for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Did you know that you can cross a camel and a llama? It's called a camel. Oh, it's called a camel? Yeah. Uh -huh. I thought it would have been called a clama. <laughs> well, they wanted to make an animal that was able to make more wool. Okay. And so they're trying to make a giant llama, I guess. Oh, Okay. Hey, camels don't really seem like their hair is like cooperative. It doesn't seem like camel hair would be very useful. I might be wrong. Yeah, you might be. <laughs> Those llamas and alpacas are just so fucking wooly. Yeah, they're fluffy. Did you know that, okay, so here's the legend, right? Of why llamas are called that is this, okay? So all of the Spaniards came over to South America 
and they kept on asking what the llamas were, right? Yeah. But they were speaking Spanish, and they kept on saying, Como se llama? Como se llama? Oh, Como no. Como se llama? And so all of the Incans and the South Americans thought that's what the Spaniards called them. <laughs> Yeah. And then that's how they got the name of, of llamas. Llamas. Oh my god. According to the BBC, that's not true. But who cares what the BBC thinks? I like it. Eh, BBC is an arm of the government. Right. Who cares? It's just TV. I don't care what the TV says. I don't care what the TV says. I think it's more interesting to think about the rainbow of human experience than to have one person be like, here's why that's probably not true. <laughs> no, it's fucking, it's obviously not true because it's a cute little story, dumbass. Right, I'm not a llamologist. Do I look like a llama doctor? I'm not. It's obviously not true because it's a little story that is just super perfect. So obviously it's not true. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Just try shutting the fuck up. You guys live in a country where everybody is taping you at all times. And if you say something bad about the king, King Charles, <laughs> who once saw cling wrap on food and started shrieking... <laughs> And Camilla Parker Bowles had to come in and take it off of his food so he would stop screaming. <laughs> oh, man. And you can't say anything bad about him. I don't care what else you have to say. One time, I had a long discussion when I was young. If me and a friend of mine were drinking. We were just shooting the shit. We're up real late. Talking with him. Had a real long discussion. Like, probably 40 minutes long. Just talking about all the different food we had had. I'm pretty sure we were smoking weed. Probably. That stuff makes you real hungry. We're thinking about food. Had this long discussion about all this different food in town. All these different places you could go to get food. And then he starts telling me about some new thing they got at Arby's and how it's the best thing he ever ate. And I was like, this invalidates our whole conversation. Right, I no longer care what you think about anything. Not everybody in England feels the same way. I totally recognize that, but any arm of the British government is just not credible. Yeah, I mean, I don't participate in any government, let alone somewhere over there. I'm not even gonna go over there. I don't give a shit what they do. <laughs> like I said before, llama poop, no smell. People who are llama farmers call them llama beans. <laughs> I, they would probably be great to like rake into your soil, right? Right, they use them for fertilizer and they can burn them for fuel also. Well, they're so dry. Yeah. I bet they come out flammable if the llamas are sucking all the water right. out of them. And if yeah? not, I'm sure if you leave them out for a minute, then... I bet if you shake a llama, it would rattle because of all those dry turds. Probably. Uh, llama can reach a top speed of 35 miles per hour, which is pretty respectable. That is incredibly fast. Right, right. For a 600-pound animal? Yeah, that's crazy. Right. So the selling point of llamas and alpacas is you do not need as much land and you do not need as much food as other farm animals with them. And depending on the quality of the pasture, you can have four llamas on just an acre of land. Yeah. What does that compare to? Well, a cow, if you had a cow, you would need at least two acres to keep it. If it's just eating grass. Yeah, and that's just like one cow. But four llamas can be on one acre? Uh-huh. That's not bad at all. You get a lot more meat off of one cow, though. Yeah, but you would have four bussin' friends. 
<laughs> no cap. Right. <laughs> when you have llamas and alpacas, they do not destroy the pastures. They will cut the grass instead of pulling it up by the roots. Really? And they also will walk around like little tiptoes without gouging the dirt up like other animals will. That's very nice of them. They seem like <laughs> great animals, yeah. don't they? Right. So what's what's the catch? Why don't we have them... Because there's only 7 million of them, and they live in South America. I guess it's too far. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd rather have a cow. Wouldn't you rather have a cow if you had a choice? I don't I don't know. I that's. I could not make a snap decision. I would just love I to would look really... into a cow's eyes and be like, hey there, buddy. And he would be like, what's up? I look into cow's eyes all the time. I always try to go down to the farm. Do they recognize you? Oh, no. <laughs> they probably do. They can tell that I'm a person, and they can tell that people are always nice to them and bring them food. So they are always, like, if, honestly, if you walk by the cows and you don't interact with them, they don't pay you any mind. If you go to the cows and you start talking to them, they will come up and, like, interact with you. Right, right. I love cows. They're the real llamas of Ohio. What did you learn today about llamas? Well, first of all, clearly, I think you almost buried the lead there, which is that cows are the llamas of Ohio. Right. When you think of Peru and you think what kind of animal is famous in Peru and everybody loves him and puts a little hat on him, clearly it's a llama or an alpaca. Or a guinea pig. Or a vicuña or a guanaco. Here in Ohio, if you want just a chill animal that's going to be in your field and you're going to put a little hat on him, a cow, would you put a small, like smaller than a human cowboy hat on a cow? I would put a cool supreme baseball hat on a cow. That <laughs> would be bussin'. <laughs> You'll be bussing all day. <laughs> you know who else is bussing all day? <laughs> Corey Grella. She called me on my cell phone and she said, Sup, girl, I'm bussing. If you need insurance of some kind. Her insurance rates are bussing. And. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so nasty. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> Sorry, Corey Grella. <laughs> Even though we established it just means you're doing a great job, it still sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're saying something really coarse. Really nasty. She is not like that. <laughs> she's really nice and she's here with great insurance rates for everybody in Alaska. Maybe people outside of Alaska. Who even knows? There's only one way to find out. Call her. Give her a ring. And if you've got cows in Ohio, Natalie, and you need a spot to park them. Harlem Township, it has the largest cow parking lot in central Ohio. You know, if I had a llama or an alpaca, I feel like I would, I could keep them in Harlem Township. Sure. I feel like uh, Harlem Township would have an environment they'd like. It wouldn't be too loud. It'd be quiet. I feel like everybody there would appreciate it. They would like the llamas. Right, right. I feel like you could drive through there. People would see the llamas. They'd wave. The llamas would spit at you if they felt like they had to, you know, enforce the pecking order. But you're in your car. Don't worry about it. Right, right. <laughs> and so this episode was suggested by some folks in our Discord now. Ah, uh, yes. This episode was suggested by Knights of Suburbia and Pizzacly 3. Thanks for the suggestion. If you've got a suggestion, head to patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Link up to the Discord. It's a chat room. Go in the topic suggestions and tell us what you'd like to hear about. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.